You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Que paso, puto, puto Ricans, um, my fellow fucko friends. <clears throat> I've been gone for two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Um, but I've heard. I li- I've listened to the outcry from the listener who said, where the hell have you been? Get your lazy ass back to podcasting. <laughs> uh, so I I actually kind of missed doing it, but I've been on a little vacation. I've been enjoying, uh, I've been jo- enjoying nature and my family and, and whatnot. So I hope you guys don't mind. But uh, yeah, doing some stuff. Um. It looks like uh, some events went down that I've been telling you guys about in advance, and um, now they're they're long they're coming past. So I'd like to dive into that first and talk about the Cougar Mountain Archers event. Uh, a lot of you guys know I was hyping that up. That's where I the first time I shot that was the um, California State 3D that where I ended up shooting a 920. All right and um, because I was able to put down that score that's four down for anyone that knows or that wants to know. Uh, that score, when you shoot a score like that, you develop a warm spot in your heart for that course. <laughs> uh, I rather like that course because of it. Um, so this year came through. I you know, did not attend. You guys all know. When I was playing Papa, that's my excuse right now. As much as I love being a dad, it kills me to not be out there competing with you guys. I, I truly believe those who do not compete, like those who just talk and don't compete, are... Uh, I won't go on a negativity rant, but you guys know what I'm saying. You know? Put your money where your mouth is, basically. So, I like to be out there competing because I feel like I give some form of validity that is show. You guys know I'm not just a couch archer. I'm not just a bullshitter. You know what I mean? I'm a guy who's out there trying to do the same thing you are. Uh, with that being said, I did not go to this event. <laughs> but it seems that all my homies did. And from that list of homies, I would like to read out some of the winners. Uh, Randy Long, the legend, won uh Male freestyle, silver senior class with a 914. 914 is a badass score. You guys know Doug Rosen. Rosen. Ro- I like to say Rosen because it sounds more like Hollywood, right? But it's Rosen, uh, like Rosen Corsauter. Uh 
Dave won uh, senior freestyle. I, you know, is Doug a free uh, senior? Maybe on paper, but I would argue his biological age is much less. Like his body fat percentage is probably half of what mine is. Um, you know, he probably doesn't abuse gas station boner pills or weed or cocaine or anything like he seems like a very healthy guy he looks like a guy who eats a lot of vegetables basically uh doug shot a 915 and tied for first with my man lee ford i shot i had the pleasure of shooting the state field uh championship with lee ford dude is a badass he's he's like the california hookup to tim gillingham all right he's like homies with tim he practices with tim he's gold tip dude right shoots Botech just like tim uh Lee is a fucking badass. Shot great at the state field. So uh, Lee and Doug tied for first. And Cougar Mountain and some of these novelty shoots, safari shoots, they don't do shoot-offs. So it's kind of like they don't have time for all that, you know? They're just going to compile the scores. Whoever got it, got it, you know? If they're tied, they're tied. Kevin Pierce, uh, Paige's papa, plays second uh, with a 9.13. So... If anyone's ever shot with Kevin, he's a really nice guy. He's cool. Uh, he's got a, f- a funny sense of humor. Um, you know, if you're not super sensitive and can handle that kind of thing. Uh, I like Kevin just because I see, like, a personal goal in myself with that guy. One, still shooting years from now. Two, having a daughter that shoots. And, you know, yeah, it would be cool if my daughter, like, you know, was good enough to take over the world. That would be cool too. But you know, let's not set let's set realistic goals, right? Remember what uh, Sean Elza said: <laughs> set some realistic expectations here. As of right now, I'll just be happy for an arrow coming out of a bow. <laughs> All right, in the pro class, my man Austin Watch shot a nine twenty to clinch first place. Austin, y- you good? Uh, he went ahead and. He heard that, I don't know if I told him that I shot 920 or what, but he did it struggling. <laughs> I heard he struggled that day, and struggling means dropping only four points. So, uh, Austin, uh, congratulations. I'm jealous uh, in your abilities, but, you know, I'm, you've put many arrows down range for that to happen. So, 920, guys, at Cougar Mountain. That's something. That's some good shoots right there. In the amateur class... A gentleman named Thomas Goodwin tied for first with my very own buddy, bestie, Darren Cravea from DB Custom Coatings. Um, really awesome. Darren's been practicing his ass off for the course of like, probably like two years now. I've shot with Darren a whole bunch. He's my outlaw partner when we can. I mean, he's actually nice enough to to forego team points just so he can be my partner. Um, and Darren shoots great. And I see every time I see him shoot, he gets better. And, you know, he's one of those guys that he's like me where this game doesn't come naturally. It takes work. Some people could just pick up a bow and, and go crush with it. And to those people, you know, more power to you. But for some of us, we got to practice. And, you know, the, the gains don't come easy. And I think there's a certain point. I think when you hit that 916, 914 score on the safari, um, those gains are become marginal. You start, 
you know, you start battling for one point gains, like to to raise your average, to raise your bar, you know, and it's really tough to not get discouraged when you shoot under, you know, your personal best. Um, I'll get more on that in a little bit, but uh, I'll get more on it now. Basically, when you shoot, I, I may, some of you guys may remember me talking about this, and if you know, I'm repeating myself over and over again. Just hit fast forward a couple times on on the on your phone, but you know, I, I hate to sound like Joe Rogan, who's always talking about the exact same shit, right? Mushrooms, DMT, aliens, uh, what else? Operation Paperclip, uh, fucking <laughs> jujitsu, <laughs> imitating an elk. Wee! <laughs> God damn! If I have to hear Rogan imitate an elk one more time, I'm gonna jam a hunting arrow into my ear. But um, in the past, I've talked about the dangers of shooting your personal best in competition, where I've seen guys at my level shoot a personal best and then put this pressure on themselves to continue. Like, Well, it's not like to continue. It's just that if they don't hit that personal best or above, they punish themselves. Like the the emotions that they put on themselves are really negative and I think it's not unrealistic but you have like if there's any going to be any longevity in the sport for you you got to take the bad with the good right and that's not to say go out and shoot crap and then be like no I'm still the man you know there's a fine line to walk and it's not you know it's not whipping yourself when you don't shoot good and it's not you know, I don't know. It's not thinking you're the shit and start sending out your shooting resume if you just win one novelty shoot. You know, you know, we know those guys. You know, they might wear a pink jersey and tell you that they shot every tournament under the sun and that they've won everything, but you watch them shoot and they can't hit anything. Like you know those guys, right? Well. Basically, most of us that are listening, like if you're listening to this show, right, I would imagine you have a similar mindset or we have a similar mindset, you, me, and these other listeners. And I would imagine that mindset is, at this point, is that you understand what it takes to get better, is that it takes hard work, cut out bullshit, not waste time on hype, right? Like, we all know hype literally deters you from getting better. Or, you know, a bullshit deters you from getting better. But, you know, we're all on the same page here. You're going to shoot. You're going to shoot a personal best. And what happens to you afterwards is is in your is your in your hands. It's in your control, right? And, and what that is is to be humble. Thank the archery gods. Think about the things you did right, you know? Think about the things you did wrong and the things that you want to improve on and get right back to practicing. I've said it a bunch of times on this show. Like, like anytime I've done good at an event, it's pretty much worn off on the ride home because on the ride home, I'm thinking about the next event. Okay, what do I need to do for the next event? What can I get? How much practice can I get in for the next event? And I, I very much believe Darren, my buddy Darren has been one of those guys also. 
He has not let a good score go to his head ever. And I think it's been one of his strengths, quite frankly. I know, you know, he might pop an extra Coors Light when he shoots good, but I, I think the thing that is really going to make Darren a beast is just following the whatever his program is, you know, and just sticking with it. And I think that goes for all of us, you know. Don't be discouraged if you don't shoot good, right? But think, but recognize what's wrong and eliminate it for the next time, all right? Don't use the same excuse twice, all right? Whatever your excuse is in Nevada City, don't bring it to Cougar Mountain. Make sure that is fixed. Because if you are recycling the same excuses, you don't want to get better. You just want to show up, bullshit with people, and then lean on people for pity or whatever, you know? And that's not us. We don't do that. We're better than that. Anyway, back to the male seniors. Mel Bowman plays third at Cougar Mountain with a 906. You guys have heard me talk about Mel. Mel's the the, the guy I just got done talking about. <laughs> Mel's kind of like the guy who's always hating on himself, right? The difference between Mel and the other guys that I've been, that I've mentioned before, or the guys that quit, Mel sticks with it. Uh, Mel is just he must be a glutton for punishment from himself, I guess. But basically, okay, so I got to get back to the story. What I was going to tell you guys in the past, guy I shot with, really great shooter at the time, right? We both shot under Emerson. This guy was kind of on his own path, you know. He was he shot like a PSE. He was uh, easily the strongest shooter at the club aside from my coach, Emerson, right? Emerson was king, but Emerson was always gone, off in the woods meditating, sitting up on top of a tree, frolicking out of a field somewhere. So it was almost always just me and Ryan at the club. Always me and Ryan were shooting. I won't tell you guys his last name. I don't want to out him here. But Ryan was a good shooter. And as much as I can complain about my interactions with him, I cannot say that he was not a good shooter. Ryan practiced, and he kicked ass. He, he in Reading, I think he took third one year or second. I think he might have taken second in the amateur class. Um, I've seen the guy shoot 300s, you know. Maybe not as consistently as the rest of us, but he, at one point he had figured it out. He's a great shooter, basically. After Reading, though, he had it in his mind that he was a national champion, which, I mean, it was amateur class for one, but, you know, amateur classes now are shooting smoke, as you can tell from... My man, you know, uh, Elliot Peters is putting down like pro-level scores. I can't remember the score that Ryan put down at the time. But he got a buckle. You know, he got the second place buckle. He got a plaque. A bunch of junk. Um, Recognition, basically. And then after that, you know, it had gone right to it. I I, I saw it. Like, he, he had it in his mind. If I don't shoot better than everybody else you know then this is all bullshit he put that much pressure on himself and at the time I was hungry so I was practicing all the time and the second I started to creep up on Ryan he stopped shooting at our club he stopped shooting with me at least right because he didn't want that pressure so he'd go shoot with other people maybe people that he could beat easily and guess what that did not help him so you can kind of see where I'm getting at here like, 
your ego doesn't need to be protected, right? What needs to be protected is your plan for getting better. What's the your, whatever your game plan is. So anyway, a long, long beeline from where I wanted to be. From, you know what I was talking about. Um, let's see who else do we got? Oh yeah, Austin Watts, pro adult, shot a nine twenty. Austin's a beast. Uh, in the amateur adult male freestyle, you guys know. I mainly cover men's freestyle because I shoot men's freestyle, right? I don't really cover bow hunter. I mean, it's it's a hard discipline, right? But I'm just not not interested. <laughs> and most of you bow hunters, you ain't interested in this, so I don't, I don't, I don't hate, you know, whatever. Second place in that class was my buddy Joel Avendano. Joel is another guy who is an awesome shooter. Uh, shoots out of Lodi. Uh, you'll see him with usually red and white archery or red and white archery jersey on. Shooting an elite, even though he owns Matthews. I don't know why he would shoot that elite, but he shoots good with it. And I've said in previous episodes, Joel has a solid mental game. Now I can see where Joel would have trouble because as you know, the longer you stay in this game, the more new guys come up. And they challenge you. You know what I mean? Like the, you end up becoming, the longer you shoot, the more you become an old grizzled lion. And then these young pups come up and try to, you know, gnaw at your leg or pull your tail or whatever. But, you know, my only answer to that is yeah, sometimes the, the little pups will get one over on you. But, you know, you're not a loser as long as you stick with it. The only people that I consider losers are the people that quit. And I don't mean just, I mean quit on themselves. You know, you quit archery. Mainly quit on yourselves. You, sure, go ahead and quit archery. You might not be a full loser, but if you let yourself get defeated, if someone defeats you, that's one thing. But if you defeat yourself, I mean, that's that's quite something else. So... Joel's in this place where, you know, you see him, he's, he's always on the podium, right? He's either first or second or third, or he's close. Easily, Joel is easily top seven at most of these safari events. He's got a target on his back. All these up and comers are like, that are stepping up that want to beat the next guy. Joel's that next guy, you know, Darren's the next guy that, you know, these guys want to knock off the block. Well, all I can say is practice. <laughs> I've had the target on my back for a long time, especially for indoor. Shit, I had it this last year when Caleb Quiocho beat me at indoors. Man, everyone was rooting for him. I was the I was the bad guy. I was the guy that everyone wanted to see lose. Oh, that sucked. I was like, why am I the villain, dude? <laughs> I'm so nice to everybody. Um, but it, you know, it happens. Caleb beat me. You know. Uh. Am I quitting? Fuck no. I'm going to buy the exact same bow Caleb has. I'm going to practice and I'm going to beat him next year. Duh. <laughs> Just kidding, Caleb. Take it easy on me, all right? I'm old. Um, but that's, you know, that's the mindset I have. You might get me. Yeah, sure. I ain't going to make it easy for you, though. You know? Um, but yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, I, I'm I'm beelining a lot. Y- young adult class, young adult male for Cougar Mountain Archers was 
Braden Watts, Austin's younger brother, son of Jeff Watts. Uh, it's like an archery family here. Um, you guys know Braden from the Outlaws. He shot with Austin. They did really good as a team. Braden shot a 914. I'm um, pretty sure that makes you two or three handicap there, Braden. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Braden's going to be looking for an outlaw partner next year. Um, might be Austin. Might be Austin still, but anyway. For the adult, senior, female, freestyle class, my friend Bet Crevea took it with an 893. Darren and Bet. Both got podiums. Now, is it the Cerakote on their bows that made them shoot that well? I don't know. You know, when you look good, you shoot good. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but Bet's another one. She's practicing. Puts the work in. You know? Fights off the mental demons. And, and she rises to the top more often than not. If you guys ever get a chance to talk to Bet Crevea, ask her to send you a picture of all the buckles and trophies she has. It's insane. You could probably melt it down and make the Stanley Cup out of it. For all you archers that don't know what the Stanley Cup is, <clears throat> it's a it's a big goblet that was made after um, to look like the guy Stanley from The Office. Um, let's see. Who else do we got? Heather Gore Smith, pro adult female freestyle. Shot a 914. Beast mode, Heather. Beast mode. Uh, and that's pretty much all the scores I really want to talk about for Cougar Mountain. Let's see. Pat Norris. Place first for Master Senior Male Freestyle Limited. I don't talk about Freestyle Limited, right? Because that's freestyle with fingers. It's a weird... I feel like it's a freestyle... <laughs> It's a guy who was like, oh, yeah, you think you're so bad? Do it with your fingers. And then he just started practicing with his fingers before everyone else did. Not that Pat Norris is that guy. I like Pat Norris. If you guys want to know who Pat Norris is, he's the he's an older dude, right? I think he shoots at the Nevada uh, County or Nevada City Sportsman's Club. He looks like Johnny Knoxville, right? Like a like a older version of Johnny Knoxville. Super cool guy. Always thinks I'm Rudy Sandoval. <laughs> Always. I don't understand. I don't look like Rudy Sandoval. I can see where we might look like we're related. As in we're, sh we're, we're brown fat guys. Right? But that's... I mean, I even talk different. You know, I got, I got bulky. I got round shoulders. I got traps. You know? I got big biceps. You know, Rudy didn't have any of that. How do you guys get us confused? That's the other thing. How is Rudy... A bunch of people think this podcast, Archery Unfiltered, is Rudy. It's Archery Unfiltered. Rudy's the most filtered guy I know. All right? You guys ain't going to hear him talking shit about anything. Pick a topic in archery, and I'll talk shit about it. Anything. Go ahead, right now. Uh, let's pick one. Um, let's see. Let me just look around the table here. What do I got? Uh, okay. The UltraView 3D printed finger thing, right? I got one right here on my release. This is garbage. <laughs> These things are garbage. Uh, aesthetic at best. <laughs> Bam, there you go. On the fly, talking shit. All right? Um, 
So remember, guys, when the name Archer Unfiltered gets thrown around, it's not not Rudy Sandoval's Wendell Souza. Archery unfiltered. You're not going to hit up Rudy Sandoval for a hat, okay? I have hats for sale still. If you guys want it, if you guys want them, hit me up. I don't think I'm getting any more past this point. Uh, but you know, if the demand's great enough, maybe I will. But you know, it depends. You guys are strong arming me into just doing this episode. All right. Last weekend was my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. Uh, the uh, Western Roundup at Redwood Bowman in Oakland. I know a bunch of you are like, Oakland? People in California going, Oakland, I've heard of that. People out of California are like, oh yeah, that's where everyone goes to flip cars over and light shit on fire, right? Yeah, that's the place. All right, up in the mountains in Oakland, they got an archery range that's really good. It's where I practice. It's my home range. Um, You know, it's tough to practice there because... You know, people break into your car, they break your windows, they steal your Kuyu jackets, even though you know they ain't wearing Kuyu, whoever these people are. I don't want to say these people, but anyway, moving on. Uh, Redwood Bowman had their event, and in stellar fashion, let's see what we got. A guy named Thomas Goodwin again. Thomas Goodwin, is that the same dude from before? Let me go back and look at the scores. Bam, bam. Thomas Goodwin. Dude, who are you, Thomas Goodwin? You're coming out of left field shooting some stellar scores here. Thomas Goodwin shot a 913. All right. Freestyle adult male. Well done, Thomas Goodwin. Taking it first place. Second place goes to none other than Joel Avendano. Damn it, Joel. Again. You're like a you're like an Alabama tick, dude. Just dug in. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Craveo plays third with a 904. Jacob Avendano, the son of Joel. That would be a sick thing to have on your jersey. Son of Joel. Sounds biblical. Um oh, look at the name after that. Ishmael Ibrahim. That sounds biblical. Uh Jacob Avendano plays fourth. Well done, Jacob. Uh I'm a big fan of yours. Another guy who's got solid positive attitude. Keep shooting. And the freestyle adult female first place was Stephanie Stratman. For the Californians, Stephanie Stratman is the daughter of Mike Stratman. Um, Stephanie's won a whole bunch of state, you know, state championships here or there. Um, Mike Stratman, really famous for getting shot in the leg in Reading. Um, but yeah, Stephanie's kicked a bunch of ass. She's kind of come in and out of the game. I think she just shoots locally. So, uh, well done to Stephanie. Second place went to Bet Crevea, who shot down a class into the adult freestyle female. Um, it's pretty admirable. Bet doesn't want to just shoot in the, uh, was it silver? Was it silver? Or is it just senior, senior fe- female class? I mean, let me get my classes right before I start throwing stuff out here. Not silver senior. That's just senior female. I, I apologize. Everything after adult is a blur to me. And they should just they should just do it by age numbers instead of put all these fancy names on it. But then you know maybe people don't want you to know their name. But anyway, uh, bet shot down a class, um, which is arguably a more competitive class. 
And it's not to take anything away from the senior female shooters. I'm sure you're all badasses, but we all know the heavy hitters in the women's class are that class right below you. And you'll see that also in the men's freestyle class. A lot of the 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 older guys, even not older, the guys claim to be older, are like, ooh, I can't wait to age out of this class and go blah, 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 into the senior men's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay, I guess. Like, you know, you know Doug Rosin should be shooting in that adult freestyle class. They should have it. They should divvy up the classes by how fast you can run a 40-yard sprint. You know? <laughs> they should determine. Your age is determined by how fast you can run. Me and Rudy would probably be in the um, Master Silver Senior. What's beyond Silver Senior? Platinum Senior. We'd be in the old guy class. Um... So those are all the scores I care about for Redwood Bowman. Uh, oh, oh, wait, no. There's one more. Craig Pacheco. I'm not sure what class Craig shot in, but uh, I should know, but I don't have it written down. But anyway, uh, Craig's a great shooter. I had the pleasure of shooting him with, with him for indoor. He's a great guy. Uh, humble. Nose to the grindstone. Keeps practicing. Doesn't change gear because he's broke, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he's um, he's one of those guys I really enjoy shooting with. All right, so enough of that. Enough patting everyone on the ass. The upcoming event is the Oregon Safari. Um, the Oregon Safari is going to be this weekend, right? I just checked the date. It's the 29th, uh, so... First thing I have to do is pay the rent. But on Saturday and Sunday, Oregon Safari is holding, or what is it? The Cascadian Bowman is holding the Oregon Safari. Um, the Oregon Safari, I've shot three times now. I have won it once as an amateur. I got a sick belt buckle that they have. I think when I won it, I shot a 916. So if that tells you, if that was like probably at the height of my game, I shot a 916. It's a difficult course. Um, there's a handful of targets that are steep cuts, and they have targets that are steep cuts and 70 yards away. Um, it's mostly covered by trees, though, so you guys don't have to really contend with the wind too much. Um, that's always makes for fun shooting because then you just set your sight and rip it, you know. If all your marks are good, uh, rock and roll. A word of advice. All right, because a lot of you guys are going to travel to get to this event. Get there early. Shoot your sight marks. Like, check your 20 inches, whatever your marks are, or whatever you use. If you're using an archer's mark, like I tell you to, check your 20, check your 60, check your marks that you use to get your numbers. Because I'm going to say every time I've gone to this event, my numbers have been different up there than they were here. And I don't know if that's because of the humidity. Or just the long ass drive, you know, it's like a ten hour drive. Um, I can't tell you, uh, but my numbers have always been different up there than they are here. The best thing to do is just get your numbers squared away the second you get there. And if some people tell me, "Oh, my my marks don't change." Good. If they don't change, good. Then just rock and roll. But 
for yours truly, like me personally, I've always had my numbers change. So I've had to adjust on the fly. If you're smart enough to have something like Archer's Mark, run it. It's I'm telling you, it's a, it's a killer tool. Let's see, I think they have an 11-yard shot that is like almost straight downhill. And then they have a 70-yard shot that I think is a three-yard cut. Uh, I think it's 77-yard. I can't remember. Hard, hard shooting up there, though. They have a couple clout shoots, which, which are really cool. So they'll have these little rings. Uh, they look like blown-out condoms that they've put the the latex ring inside the orange dot. If you land inside that ring, it's basically if you shoot an X on an orange dot, um, they put your name in a hat. Or, I'm sorry, they put your name in a book. And you split all of the money that is put aside for this clout. I think it costs a couple bucks to shoot it. But, hey, if you want to earn some extra cash, you want to get some dough, that's one way to do it. I think I won the, when I shot it, I won the 50-yard, it's like a 50-yard like uh, mountain lion clout, or maybe it's a regular lion, I can't remember. A cat-like thing at 50. It's right by the clubhouse. Um, that's a good one. The food is good. I mean, the clubhouse, the the practice range is huge. It's like the hangout in between courses is really awesome. The course itself is awesome, man. Just the steep uphills that you got to shoot there. Brutal, brutal shooting. I love it. Man, I, I wish I could have shot it this year, but not in the cards. I'll get at it again one of these days. Um, to everyone that's going, good luck. Uh, all I can say is have your numbers on. That's the only thing. Um, those cuts will really show you if your numbers are off. So, And aside from that, the only other event that I can think to push at this given moment is the California State Games. Let me pull this up. California State Games down in Chula Vista, California at the Easton Archery Center for Excellence. It's the same place they have the SoCal Showdown. They are shooting some form of a USAT here. Um... Basically, all divisions there. It says it is a metric 900 round. Um, archers shoot 30 arrows at each of the three different distances for a total of 90 arrows. Four minutes will be given for each end of six arrows. All archers shoot at a 122 centimeter target face for all three distances. Metric 900 it sounds like a state 900. At meters is what it sounds like. So not necessarily like your conventional USAT, which is where you just stand at 50 meters and pound all day for the compound class. But, um, yeah. It's a, like Cal State. I mean, I think that's a, a subdivision of the USATs or what have you. It is the uh, next weekend, Saturday, July 16th. What was that? I don't know if you guys heard that. All right. To all those that are going, good luck. Uh, man, see, metric 900. Again, this is going to be, it's going to be 60, 50, and 40 meters, which I think roughly comes out to like 63 yards, 
53 yards, something like that. Um, maybe 65. I don't know. I mean, just you only need to have three distances in. Uh, make sure you're comfortable practicing at all those distances. Because I know at the 900 rounds, some people just practice 60, and then they get spooked at 40 or spooked at 50 for some reason. And, like, 60 will be the hardest. Everything inside of that should be a relief. But it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you practice 60, and then the closer ones give you the yips, you know? So practice all the distances. Get comfortable on that face. If you're going to shoot this event, it's a 122-centimeter face. Big face, big yellow, uh, <laughs> big yellow, blue, red. Um, just get comfortable looking at it. I think it's one of the... I've, I've told my buddy, Rudy, that I think this is one of the best faces to practice on because you know that the 10 is in the middle of this spot. So you have to break with your pin in the middle. I don't know if you guys can make out the 10 ring, much less the X, but you know you're aiming for the middle of this spot. And I think when you get real good at aiming at the middle of something it translates over when you're shooting orange spots. You don't just float around in the orange dot. You get good at holding middle on the orange dot. Um, uh, again, that's not my my own personal thing. The guy that told me that was... Um, uh, what's his name? Domagoy Budin. The guy that won Reading a couple years ago. He said, you want to get good at archery? Get good at FIDA. I think specifically said U sets. So there's something for you guys to take home. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Let's see. Uh coming up on this show. Alright. If you guys have any more questions for Sean Elza, Sean is super open to doing another episode. Um, but I'm not gonna bother him and waste his time if you guys don't have questions, right? I got a lot of positive feedback from everyone talking about how like Sean brought the missing element to this show, which was the mental game. Um, if you guys have questions for him, send them to me or send them to Sean. And if we get enough questions, I'll get him back on and we'll do it again. All right. But you know, Sean's got a kid. I don't want to, um, I don't want to bother him and, and pester him for like uh, just one or two questions okay so let's let's get some good ones for him and we'll get him back on and pick his brain about the mental game uh also uh blake jerome has contacted me and said hey man let's uh let's get it going let's talk about some field archery stuff i'm pretty sure blake's gonna go to mechanicsburg and try to dominate the world again um you know Blake's an out-of-this-world field archer. So I, I will get him back on. I'll pick his brain about field for all of us that are going to uh, Mechanicsburg uh, Field Nationals coming up. I believe it's going to be next month at the end of the month, last weekend, last week probably. It's a fun one. Mechanicsburg is a lot of fun. Um, it's a beautiful place. I never thought Pennsylvania would be a beautiful state, but it really is. Um it, I, I felt like I was in Germany when I was there, which sounds dumb. But believe it or not, parts of Germany look a lot like Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Blake volunteered to come back on the show. I'd love to get Blake back on. If you guys got questions for Blake, preferably regarding field archery, but 
you know what's cool? Blake's down to help anyone. So if you got questions for Blake, shoot them my way. Um, I'll compile a list for Blake. And last but not least, I was contacted by a gentleman named Corey Haas, and he is letting me try out an app. Um, I think he's the, the developer of the Bow Shop Bible. And as of right now, I'm digging this app. Uh, you can download it from the App Store for your phone. It's very similar to Aptitune. I think you guys remember Aptitune was a app created by Jake Kaminsky and Broadwater, or they like collaborated. I think it's Jake Jake Kaminsky, but he had Broadwater do like some compound shit. Where it's an app that gives you the layout for how to tune your bow, right? And anything you need to know. Bow Shop Bible is pretty cool. It gives you the rundown of how to tune your bow. Um, you know how to use a press, what kind of press to use, and what's cool about this app is Corey's laid out a, a timeline for how to tune your bow. It's not like some people will say, you know, when or they'll ask me, when, what, how do I get my center shot dialed in? And I'll tell them, right? Or uh, or they want to know about group tune or something or, or moving their back bar. Well, ever, anything you change is going to change, you know, you then, I always say, get your marks over again, right? Do Or do... You, know, you just have to redo shit, basically. Um, sometimes doing your center shot, change your, your paper tune, blah, blah. Not that that's important, of course, but depending on how you want things to go, there's a, a certain order in which you do things. And Corey's laid this out, so he's like, first do this. All right. I think he, I think he says, I'm not going to give it away because, you know, he, he, he let me check out this app. I don't want to just give it away. But a good example is you start with torque tuning, right? Then you move on to the next thing. Then you move on to the next thing. And so you don't go back and forth and do shit over and over again. Perfect example is torque tuning. If you do torque tuning later on, like say you got your paper tune done, you got your sight marks all set up, and then you hear, oh, yeah, you should paper tune or you should torque tune your bow. Well, then you torque tune your bow, all your sight marks change. If you move your sight in or you move your sight out, your sight marks change. So this is cool. Like he, he gives you the steps to do your tuning in one linear direction so you don't have to go back and do everything over again once this step one is taken care of it should be good forever all right and i totally dig that and i'm gonna follow this protocol um i'm setting up a hunting bow right now i'm actually also setting up a, a target bow as well I, i'm gonna use this protocol for both of those things and uh i'll give you guys uh, an honest review so far i like it you know information's never bad and uh, I know we always got that question like, oh, when I'm torque tuning my rest and I torque my hand this way, do I move it in or out? You know, <laughs> it's all explained in the app. They just give you d- deliberate, direct answer. So that's cool. The only, you know, if you want to know the answer to that, I don't know. <laughs> I just move it in and out till it's better. Okay. <laughs> or you get the app. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I'm, you know, I'm, I haven't gone anywhere. You know, I've, I kind of feel like I've, like I've said before, I, I kind of feel like um, I've said all there is to say. So I'll try to get some good guests on who can say things better or say things that I haven't said yet. Um, but yeah, it's been a good ride. I, I've liked, I've, I like doing the show. I like uh, all the support from, from all of you and, uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. So thank you guys for the support. Again, I got I think I got like three hats left. If you guys want them, hit me up. Uh, I'll get I'll mail them out to you on my lunch break. <laughs> but yeah, onward, onward. This episode of Archery Unfiltered is brought to you by Wendell Souza, not Rudy Sandoval. Wendell Souza and not Rudy. Okay, Rudy does a different show entirely. Where he does not step on toes. Okay. Wendell Souza. Just remember that. Not Rudy. And Carbon Craft Stabilizers. I just got my demo bars back from Elliot. He gave me props. He said these are good. Which is cool. I didn't make them. So, you know, whatever. Um, I let Elliot try them out. So, if you guys want an honest review, ask Elliot. Hey, man. Uh, Mr. National Champ, what do you think of those bars? And he'll, he'll give you an honest review. Elliot's a cool guy. So, um, yeah. Uh, Carbon Craft Stabilizers. They're made from my friend Brian Webb down at Impact Archery in Fresno. Or is it Clovis? Um, you can order them directly from him, or you can order them from Rudy at uh, West Coast Archery. He'll place the order with Brian. So, yeah. I'm. Oh, man. Getting into the stabilizer thing. Okay. You guys know I shit on V-bars, right? I mean, I big time shit on V-bars. I feel like all the good shooters get it done with one bar. Gaius Carter, Jesse Broadwater, Bodie Turner. Um, but then you get into these other guys. They shoot V-bars. Uh, Levi Morgan now. Dan McCarthy. And... Uh, Tim Gillingham. Tim Gillingham shoots an H-bar, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, there's these guys that are crushing it with V-bars, and I've always been against V-bars because it felt like it was extra weight. It was this uh, unnecessary extra weight. Well, Darren from DB Custom Coatings told me, well, you got to try it. I did it. I love it. I'm not going back. It's amazing, and I wouldn't tell you otherwise. Well... I normally wouldn't, but then Darren set me up with a V-bar bracket, and now I got a V-bar set up. So I'm going to give that an honest try. I'll try to get out to practice this week, okay? And I'll, I'll tune the V-bar set up and let you guys know what it's like versus the single bar. Um, I'm skeptical, all right? I'll tell you guys. I've always run a single bar. V-bars really just seem like extra weight to me. Um, but... I'm gonna give it a an honest try, and I'm gonna leave these on my bar on my bow for, let's say a couple months. All right, I'll give or maybe eh, two months. We'll go two months. That's a couple, and then I'll I'll, I'll tell you guys if it's a yay or nay for me. Um, again, just because it works for me, doesn't mean it won't work for you. All right, uh, but I'm probably closer of a shooter to you than Levi Morgan is. Probably, probably. All right. This show is also brought to you guys by DB Custom Coatings, Darren and Bet out of Napa, California. They make ugly bows look gorgeous. Uh, you guys should contact them there on Instagram as DB Custom Coatings. You can find Darren on Facebook as under Darren Cravea, right? I believe Bet is on there too, under Bethany Cravea. Uh, if they're not winning medals, they are. Sarah Coat and Bows. Oh, I got a crying baby. I'll be right back to finish this ad. And I'm back. Um, 
Where was I? DB Custom Coatings. My friend Sarah Coders out in Napa. They do all 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 kinds of stuff. Um, anything from changing your bow to a solid single color to doing a cool camo pattern to the American flag. You could even get the freaking Constitution on your bow, man. I mean, you could get this. I guess Second Amendment's all arms, not just guns. But you get the Second Amendment on your bow. How cool would that be, huh? Really make Darren work for it. <laughs> As if he isn't busy enough already. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Guys, check them out. Check them out. They're awesome. Uh, I'm always game to get one of my bows Saracoded. Unfortunately, you know, I'm such a bow whore. I sold the last one before I even got to shoot it. But it's still out there. It's a good-looking bow. My friend... Um, Lucas uh, out in uh, Reno shooting it, so I know it'll be taken care of. All right, guys, that is kind of the comeback episode after my little hiatus. Um, you know, like I said before, uh, I don't know how many of these episodes I got left in me, uh, but I will try to keep the good stuff coming. If there's anything you guys want me to touch on, now's your chance. Message me, and you know. Throw me your questions so I can get it all wrapped up. All right? I want this. If I do, uh, you know, step back from this for a little bit, I at least want to leave you guys feeling like this podcast is the, you know, has all the information you need to, to get better. You know what I'm saying? Not like, you know, not like them other ones who shall be remained nameless. All right? So hit me up with your questions, questions for me, questions for Sean Elza. If you got questions for Blake, we'll do it. We'll do the shit live, all right? So uh, thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate you guys. You're making this all a lot of fun, all right? Bye.